The Believer's Walk of Faith is paid for by Bill Winston Ministries partners and viewers. Up next on The Believer's Walk of Faith. God is just taking away the crutch that we've been using for years, thinking if we can put a good man in a certain position, we can go somewhere. Jesus already did for me what no man could ever do in his life. Fear is designed to paralyze its victim. Now, we just don't look at paralyzing when we talk about uh, physically, but paralyzing spiritually and or paralyzing mentally and this whole idea about fear, to be attacked with fear. Now it's interesting about this whole idea of fear. You and I know that God said in Second Timothy and chapter one and verse seven that God has not given us a spirit of fear, but a power and of love and of a sound mind. Now, if you look at Psalms, Psalms chapter 34, and over in Psalm chapter 34 and verse four, he says something. He said, I sought the Lord and he heard me and delivered me from all my fears. Now, this is very, very interesting because he's saying that fear can be in a number of areas. Somebody can fear this, but not that. And so David said, we're supposed to be delivered from all our fears. He said, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear what? No evil. Now, again, the enemy uses fear. If you look at 1 Samuel chapter 17 and verse 11, if you will, this is when they were facing a giant called Goliath. And when Saul and all of Israel heard those words of the Philistine, they were dismayed and what? Greatly afraid. Well, what happened when Job was greatly afraid? Over in Job chapter three and verse 25, he says, for the thing which I greatly feared, what? Has come upon me. Now, this is interesting because this whole idea about Satan being able to do things against us and Satan needs fear like God needs faith. Satan needs fear like God needs faith. And what I'm saying to you is that the way that the enemy had been getting into our lives basically is because of fears. This fear, where did it come in at? It came in when Adam sinned in the garden. That when God gave Adam charge over the entire earth, that Adam was given a prohibition not to eat of a certain tree of which he and Eve eat, ended up eating of that tree. And as a result of that, God came in the garden and Adam said to God that he was afraid. 
So that's the first time you see fear. And so what we're trying to do is we're trying to develop a sense of no fear in the body of Christ. No fear in the body of Christ because Satan needs fear to do things to us. And so if we don't give him any fear, he won't have any fear. Now it, it just, it's amazing to me because we, we got to be brutally honest with ourselves. It's amazing to me though, how much fear is in the church and we're going to have to get this fear out if we're going to face those, those giants, see, because, um, um, a giant may represent, be represented any kind of way. You know, all of a sudden a doctor gives somebody an evil report. Well, the first thing to do is not to fear. That's the whole thing, the whole, whole way we're supposed to respond. We're not supposed to respond to fear because they gave the three Hebrews a bad report. It told them if they didn't bow down, they're going to be thrown in this fire, Daniel chapter three. And when we look at that, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered the king and said this, Oh, Nebuchadnezzar, we understand that you're the man. I'm reading, that's myself, my own translation. I'm not careful to answer you in this matter. If it be so, if you throw us in there, the God that we serve, he's able to deliver us from this burning fiery furnace and he will deliver us out of thy hand, O king. But without fear, Satan cannot do anything to you. Lord have mercy. He, he needs fear like God needs faith. Are you following what I'm saying? So I'm saying no matter what he tries to do, you can overturn it if you don't fear. See, you, you can't fear. It, it doesn't make any difference what Satan has done. You can always undo it. And when we say fear, fear, it's only two, fear and faith. Under fear comes unbelief, doubt, all of that. All that's under fear. And then, but it's only two sides. It's fear and faith. And you got to be in faith. So it's amazing how many people can hang around the church, but yet the fear still be there. So we got to get the fear out. We got to, we got to face our fears. We, come on now. We, we've, we've got to, instead of running from that giant, we're going to have to run to him. And we're going to say amen to this. I remember one time my wife and I, this one, we were still in Minneapolis and, um, and I, we started the church, but uh, we weren't, I was still working for the company, uh, IBM. And so I got a call, said, yeah, this, the lady is over in the hospital. Her daughter is now uh, in severe organs have shut down and, and so forth and so on. He called, said she needs to come right away. And I said, okay, I'll, I'll be there shortly. And then I got there and I know she ran to me in the hallway. Oh, she's panting. Oh, oh, I'm glad you're here and so forth. And I went in there and the tubes all down her daughter and so forth. And the daughter's just turned completely blue. And so I said, okay. I said, you get on that side. I'll get on this side. And I said, I'll put my hand on this side of her head. You put your hand on that one. She said, oh, oh, oh. I said, that ain't gonna help us. That's not going to, I mean, I, I'd like to do that too. <laughs> but, but, but I know that's not going to help me. That's just a fear reaction trying to, you know what I'm saying? So I said, so you have to cut that out. I said, now put your hand on the side of her head like I told you to do it. And put a hand, I said, in the name of Jesus, Satan, get your hands off this child. The seed of the righteous shall be delivered in the name of Jesus. And I went on on, went on home. 
Three days, I said, the child will be up in three days. Went on home, child was up in three days. You didn't even know the child ever had what you had. Everything was working back right. Now, I'm saying that because sometimes Satan will try you to see if you'll receive what he's trying. Are you following what I'm saying now? Now, I'm saying all of this because we're going to face these giants and these giants are on our property and we're going to have to take this property. Now, another form of fear is intimidation. Another form of fear is intimidation. That sometimes people with money will try to intimidate people who don't have any. Come on, people with a position will try to intimidate people who are in a lesser position. But I don't care what kind of money you have or what position you hold, you will never be intimidated ever again. By anybody, say amen to that. And you got to really stand up to that devil. But like I said, if you don't fear, he can't do anything with you. Look what it says, and, and I think I showed you, Job, the thing that I feared most has come upon me and that which I was afraid of has come to me. So fear will actually draw more of what you don't want. Say amen to that. When you walk in righteousness, say righteousness, then you walk in partnership with God. You walk in partnership with God. And what I find is that a lot of people are trying to build their faith without their righteousness in place. And I think we went through this before, but God knows you in a human form cannot do what you want to do or what he's assigning us to do as a purpose. So what you're going to have to do is you're going to have to get God to work through you. I'll try it again. You will have to get God to work through you. I call it the force of righteousness, the force of righteousness. And when that force is in place, fear rises, un- pardon me, faith rises unconsciously when that force is in place. So I got to work on that force. I got to work on God inside minded. I got to work on living from the inside out. I got to stop working on living from the outside in what they can do to me. I need to live on what I can do against them. What, what can come out of me to make me invincible. See, and what you need to do is know, wait a minute, God is in me now. So what I use is I use the example of a flashlight and you take a, a glass of water and you show a, shine a flashlight through it, uh, light, and then you put some mud in it and try to shine it through and it doesn't come through. Well, the mud represents sin consciousness, guilt, shame, low self-esteem, all of that is sin consciousness. Now the righteousness can't come through. And when the righteousness can't come through, one, answered prayer doesn't come through. Second, you always need something in the physical to tell you that God is working, so forth and so on. But when righteousness is in place, you know you have rights to answered prayer. Sin consciousness never acts with boldness. It requires some physical evidence that God is moving. Righteousness consciousness requires nothing but the word of God. Boy, let me, let me say that again. Requires nothing but 
the word of God. See, if I have a clear word of God, if I can clearly hear God, then I can't be deceived. Now, this is interesting because um, the enemy tries to pervert what you hear. There are people that have asked me questions or they have written letters or whatever. I said, how did they hear that out of what I said? But that's a Canaanite. He'll flip the word before it gets to your hearing. Are you following me? That's a spirit. So now the, all these spirits are working together. Now, let me tell you about this other spirit because we're going into the land of giants. Now, I tell people, I said, now these are giants. Now, giants got to have a pretty big house. Let me come over here. A giant's got to have a pretty big house because there's giants. I mean, you look at them. These, these, these brothers got a bed 18 feet long. So this, this, he's got to have some ceiling height and so forth. And uh, so, so I'm going in here to get this, see? And what I told people, and I was just making fun, I said, the giant don't have no little old bathroom. He's trying to sneak in. And it, it's, it's, these are giants. These boys got some bread. These, these, these are giants. Now, I'm not saying you're taking something going with somebody else. You're only receiving the promises that God has given to you. And I'm saying that giants have stuff that they don't want you to think big. So there is a spirit called a parasite spirit. And this parasite spirit we de described one time, we said it's a spirit that produces lameness. It's a sp spirit that produces this uh, lack of authority. In other words, uh, I, I, I've got to get people to pray for me. I've got to get the government to help me. I've got so forth and so on. And God never intended that. He, he planned for him to be your source and supply. Now, he'll use any channel he wants. But I'm just trying to see here that this, um, this parasite tries to put people in a place where they permanently depend on somebody else. Now, I'm, I'm not saying people can't come through things and, and they need to, some prayer here and so forth. I'm not saying that. I'm saying permanently because it, it robs people of their ability to dream. So, so, so now people are staying under what I call oppression. All right. Now, now listen, you listen. I'm your preacher right now. Romans chapter 10, verse 14, it talks about how can they hear without a preacher? So here it is right here. And he says, how then shall they call on him who they've not believed? And how can they believe on him who they've not heard? And how can they hear without a preacher? And how can he preach except to be sent? Now, God sent them out to the promised land. They came back with some reports and 10 of them came back with an evil report. They said, hey, the grapes are real big. What? Why? Because it's big, it's big promises. It's precious blessings from God. He said, but the giants in the land, Amorites, so forth and so on. And then Joshua and Caleb said, well, let's go up and take it at once. For we are well able. Now they knew they weren't going to be able to do that. Right. Uh, he, Bill Winch, William Winston, buy that shopping mall. Hey, whoa, what? 
I sent the people over here to scout out the land, and they came back and told me we can buy that little part on the east end right down there. I said, God didn't say nothing about a little part. God said, buy them all. See, because that was too big. But it's too big for you. It's not too big for you and God. And what people are trying to do is trying to leave God out. And I'm telling you, God is fed up with that. He's like, wait a minute. I'm not going to give you something you can do. That's not my, listen, God, that's not the pattern in the book. The pattern is to get Gideon and he got 22,000, 32,000 men. God said, you got too many for me. You don't have too many for you. You got too many for me. Because I'm going to give you this building without you even knowing what a bank looks like. I'm going to give you this building. He said, you got too many for me. And I'm telling you what you're about to get now. You're about to see. It's all right if you stay in your place. See, it's amazing how, again, uh, they say, Pastor, well, you know, uh, uh, they don't want to sell that uh, kind of property here to a black man. I said, well, wait a minute. You haven't looked under the hood. You, you see what I'm saying? You don't know what kind of man I am. And, and when you, and you don't know that God is in you and who you are, you'll back up. Or you'll go down and try to get a lawyer. I, my lawyer is Jesus. He's already tried the case. See, now I'm saying that to say that there are things that God wants us to do. Why? Because he's promised us something. Deuteronomy 28 verses 1 and 2 in the CEV translation. He says, today, say today, I'm giving you the laws and the teachings of the Lord, your God. Always obey them. And the Lord will make Israel what? The most famous, come on, the most important nation on earth. He's going to take you from the bottom, come on, to the top. We need to stop putting you that I can't do this because of a man. No man will be able to stand before you all the days of your life. God is just taking away the crutch that we've been using for years thinking if we can put a good man in a certain position, we can go somewhere. I, I got a man. Christ Jesus already did for me what no man could ever do in his life. You think that if you keep putting these people in there, you'd be somewhere by now. Let me give you some statistics. Do you have a minute? I'm tired of this mess. You look at the statistics of business. We have business schools, so I don't know some of this. So in business... You've got a population in, in Chicago of African-Americans, maybe uh, close to 40%. And so, but, and you've got all these businesses, and a lot of businesses. But in the city of Chicago, it's a roughly $370 billion of revenue from businesses. That's how much they're making. 
That's how much revenue is being counted. With all these population of African-Americans, now I'm not, I'm just centering on one group right now. And all these businesses that they have, you would want to know how much of that 360, 370 billion is their contribution. Less than 1%. Don't own nothing. If they own it, it's run by me and my cousin. It's called necessity-based business. It's just for me to stop working every day at the plant. We're putting up a place now, thing now, we gonna scale these businesses. You go downtown, that, that, here's George John, John Johnson, here's when he got that, now I'm getting this from a documentary that was really showed. It said when he got that building downtown in Johnson Publishing, he went down there, but he couldn't dress up and go as a, a African-American, whatever. He had to dress up as a, as a janitor or something and go with a guy and he, you know, kind of disguising himself like he was the janitor and so forth because they wouldn't sell it to him. Now, it's not people, it's a system. And the system is set up so that certain people can't go. But, today, you got to, got to get, you got to get this in. Today, now I'm not trying to preach division or anything because we know the system was set up by the devil. And what we're doing is pulling down his system. That everything that he's done, even made ungodly laws, we're about to change those laws. So I'm only saying this. This is not trying to divide anybody. This is trying to raise the church up. So we're not in here to hide. We're in here to be equipped, trained, and sent. God's about to send you out, and you're going to make a mark that cannot be erased. You're going to be a game changer. Say amen to this. Satan has set this thing up thinking he's going somewhere with this, but God is raising up a people in this last day. See, if anybody got any guts, they're preaching what I'm preaching right now. Because it's time for the church to be the church. We have sat down and let the world do all this stuff and us not rise up, but we're going to rise up first in the spirit. Because we're going to be decreeing something and things going to be happening. Say amen to that. Now I'm saying that because the first thing I had to do to get this building is point at it. I had to say something. I had to command this building come into my hand. Now see, people think if, well, why is he saying that? How, who does he think he is? No, I got to say it for God to be who he is in my life. I got to say it. I got to say it. I got to say the, that the God that we serve, if you throw me in the fire, it won't burn me. 
say amen. I got to say it. Stop thinking you don't have to say it. You're going to have to say it. We have run from giants long enough. You will never be intimidated another day in your life. In the name of Jesus, I decree you're going to own hotels. You're going to own businesses. Downtown Chicago. Praise God. I have spoken this thing. want this and I don't care it doesn't make any difference you can just come in uh, you you know you can stay at our hotel but my point to you is folks this is our moment and this is I'm not talking to one race now this is the church's moment we're all one people but no more laughing at the church no more cracking jokes about Jesus God's about to show himself mighty. Folks, it's time when people are going to be coming in church with whatever diabolical disease they have. And just by getting into the atmosphere, they're going to walk out totally healed. Well, I trust that you are blessed by today's message. Now, let me share a point you want to remember. Fear is designed to paralyze you. That's what it's designed for. Remember when David came to the front line to face the giant? Notice all of Israel was in fear. They were dug out in foxholes, hiding, so forth and so on, because it paralyzes people. It won't let them go any further. But once you shake that fear, get out of that fear, you are ready to face any giant. Any giant could might be coming against your health, coming against your money, coming against your promotion, whatever. You can face that giant. Get fear out. God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and love and a sound mind. Praise God. Well, today's message is a special offering. It's a bundle. I've put together this teaching on facing the giants and also I bundled it with this book I wrote called Faith in the Blessing. Now, that's a powerful book. So this bundle here is a must-needs for your faith library. I'm telling you, it'll take you to a whole nother level. Order it today. This is Bill Winston saying we love you. Until next time, keep walking by faith. Today's dynamic series, Facing the Giants, is available in its entirety on CD or MP3, on DVD or MP4. To order in the U.S., call 1-800-711-9327 or contact us online at BillWinston.org. In Canada, call us at 844-298-2900 or contact us online at BillWinston.ca. This series will equip you with the spiritual and practical tools that you'll need to face and conquer those giants in your life. The giants of fear, the giants of failure and adversity standing in the way of your success. As an additional resource, today we offer a special bundle which includes Facing the Giants four-part series and Dr. Winston's book, Faith in the Blessing. In this book, Dr. Winston will impart to you a true understanding of what the blessing is and how it will work to bring the best of God into your life. 
Order this life-changing bundle today. Doctors Bill and Veronica Winston are dedicated to seeing lives changed through the power of prayer. Our loving and highly trained prayer ministers are ready to pray and agree with you. We know that prayer can turn around any situation in your life. We want to thank our partners who have made this prayer call center possible. If you are not a partner, we encourage you to pray about joining us in partnership and be a part of the wonderful work that God is doing through this ministry.